you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads agency. You need to be able to set up your own tracking. Don't do this if you're going to say, well, figure it out later. Get the client to agree to it first. Otherwise, you're going to spend that money like I did, the 18 grand, and not have anything to show for it. If you don't have a way to set up your own net to capture your new cold traffic you're setting up, they're going to navigate back to the website directly organically, and they're going to win, but we're going to look like we've lost. I, I pretty much guarantee you, if you shut up YouTube, everything else will start to go down. I think one thing we should talk about as well, John, is how we integrate this into like someone like, let's say that already has a PMX campaign and what are some signs, like pretty much just like how to integrate it into the current bills that we're doing right now versus okay. if like PMX doesn't work, kind of like some signals for it, just so everyone kind of take that back and then maybe apply it to some of their accounts. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think what's going to be the deciding factor is how well are we remarketing our own traffic inside of Google? What I mean by that is when you're running a feed-only campaign, for example, your feed-only is going to do a great job at identifying literally just like lost air and I just got like three inches shorter. If you're doing a good job at remarketing yourself inside of Google, YouTube is going to be helpful for your entire campaign. If not, YouTube is going to be seen less inside of your account. The influence of YouTube will be measured less inside of your account, which means if you're not running dynamic remarketing or you're not running a feed only or not running a YouTube remarketing and you're running top of funnel YouTube and a fully built out PMAX campaign, you're going to see an overall dip in the account because your top of funnel PMAX campaign is going to be heavily positioned towards cold traffic and so is your YouTube. So when people navigate back to the site, not through your brand campaign, you're not running one, you're running it too small, not through your feed only PMAX campaign of people that came from YouTube and looked at a product and not through your YouTube remarketing of the people that are actually remarketing the all new cold traffic you're bringing in from YouTube and PMAX. If you don't have a way to set up your own net to capture your new cold traffic you're setting up, they're going to navigate back to the website directly organically and they're going to win, but we're going to look like we've lost. So a way to measure your own influence that you're having on your account is to make sure that you're a doing the steps that I provided in the beginning of the, of the video, which is adding those observation audiences Add those observation audiences to every campaign, your DSA, your brand everywhere. It's an observation audience. It does not matter, which means if they've ever watched my YouTube ad, what happened afterwards? You can start to measure that. It's not 100% accurate, but 60% is a good enough trend to share with the client. It's better than zero. You can protect yourself by saying they're seeing these ads and they're coming in through brand or they're coming back through the, like an RLSA of a keyword search because they searched and then they saw us on YouTube and they searched again. You're kind of building that story. So make sure you have your proof set up like the way we share with you. And then also make sure that you're looking at the ways that another campaign may pick up that user. Our only job, I guess I would say here, is to be good at if I drove YouTube traffic to my client, where else could it pop up in Google Ads? What's the next logical sequence in their step? Would they Google the brand name? Maybe. Would they look at a product? Where are you sending it to? Are you sending them to a product page? Every one of those clicks on YouTube is an econ prodigy hit that's going to be dynamically remarketed through your feed-only campaign. What's going on with that? You have to understand the natural flow of your users through your Google Ads campaigns. Once you can understand that, you'll know where to watch. Once you know where to watch, then you can know how to measure 
Regina experienced this the other, the other week. We cranked up our YouTube campaigns. YouTube looked like it failed. Every other campaign got instantaneously like 50 to 100% better. I can pretty much guarantee you, we shut off YouTube, everything else will start to go down. What is your time lag? How many clicks does it take before they convert? What is your days to conversion? What's the split between the people that click within one day and convert versus 60 days and convert later? How many repeat purchases do you have? What is the LTV of that purchase you captured through YouTube that was at such a low ROAS, but then combined with the lift from out of the other channel, or every other channel inside of Google and the overall ROAS lift, is it worthwhile scaling? Is it hitting a point of diminishing returns? Did you give it enough time? Something to think about here is what is the view versus the engaged view conversion in this company here, in case it's blurred out, you'll see a awesome phenomenon that we're actually now, once I shared this with the client saying, maybe we should turn that back on because the only thing that we changed, we lost all these new conversions that we can track over the course of month over month. The only thing that changed is we shut off YouTube. And we're looking at everything as an aggregate total. It was 5,500 sales, 5,500 sales, 5,600 sales, 4,600 sales, no, sorry, 4,800 sales. We lost 800 sales in one week. The only thing that we did, we just shut off YouTube. So we're thinking about turning that back on. And what is the difference here? Video campaign looked terrible at first. If you look at the course of the month that we spent the $60,000 on, watch this phenomenon. And to anybody who have already shown this to, please don't pipe up. I want to see if everyone else, I don't know. I want to see if anybody else that I haven't shown this to can, can identify this. Why is there a crisscross? Why the blue line go down and why the red line go up and why they meet in the middle right here? That's where the treasure is located. X marks the spot. <laughs> That's where you dig for gold. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can anybody tell me what happened here? Jason, are you here? I'm gonna call on you. So conversions were higher in the past. So there's a conversion lag on the blue line. And then in the red line, it's showing conversions just increasing. I guess the blue line just shows the conversion lag. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. So the people that started on August 5th converted on August 25th. Conversions by conversion engagement, click and or view, conversion tracked. This means that I started to impress all these people here and they weren't converting yet. The more recent people that are seeing our ads aren't converting yet, but the people that used to engage in our ads back then are now converting. That's why my red line continually goes up. My more recent, always recent last seven days would also look like a downtrend. The conversions would also be increasing. I'll show this with you in a better, probably more easier to find way. If you look at the ad event type from the last seven days compared to the previous seven days that we ran this, my cost stayed the same at 0.71. I got 36% more conversion value by click, 35% more conversion value by view. I gained 73 more click conversions by time, 39% more engaged view conversions by time. So I spent 13 grand to make 11 grand, but my cost stayed the same, but my conversion value was rising week over week. Why? Well, if I show you an ad on day one, if I show you ad on day seven, if I show you ad on day 12, I paid three times. And I show you an ad on day 15 and you convert, what happens? Well, conversion by engaged view happened on day one. When did you convert? 15 days later. There's that crisscross right there. As more conversions come in, the conversions back then are going to get fatter in the back and get skinnier in the front. Converted by times are going to get skinnier in the front and fatter in the back. And that's going to keep widening because of that time lag. And that that's the reason why I know that if I just kept this thing going, I would have gotten better and better and better and better and better. That was for the reason for the crisscross. My CPA by time was 118 bucks. Their global CAC in Google is like 105. This thing got down to their global CAC in Google, including their brand. 
this was working really, really well. It just took a long time to see that. And I needed to spend 60 grand for four weeks to prove that. And that's what's really interesting. My conversion started to get less and less and less. The conversion by time started to get more and more and more because more people started to convert after seeing my ads for three weeks. Makes sense. They didn't convert on the first week. They converted on week four after seeing me for four weeks. That's the conversion by time was getting bigger, but it was attributing more conversions by time went up. It's like, oh, where'd they come from? See all those people that started here, those are going up. That's why that crisscross was there. So this is something to watch. The first week of this thing, the, when we first started this on the fourth, yeah, this was like the fifth or the 11th. When this thing first started, I was getting $600 conversions first week. How painful was it to spend 15 grand and say, yeah, I spent 15 grand. I got you $600 CPA, man, that's horrible. But then the last week of it, I was like, oh yeah, my $600 cost per conversion went from, went down to 118 bucks. That's in goal. Now those 22 sales that I made the first week, I'm making 118 sales four weeks later. That's what you're doing. You're warming up that traffic and you're taking those, taking that time to convert them. I was only on showing them two ads. I can tell you that there's more engaged view than converters which I didn't really get credit for inside of Google and nor being given back to Facebook because they, they missed this and they have a, a huge error in their platform right now. But because I had proof, we're going to be restarting YouTube. And now I can show that that 60 grand actually brought them a whole bunch of new customers. Why my audience of the people that I was engaging are people that recently added a dog to their household and dog lovers. This is a cold traffic. It took four weeks to get prescription medication purchases out of cold traffic online on YouTube. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to see the YouTube ad, go and get a vet appointment, go bring Rover to the vet, find out he actually does have heartworm. Remember to come back to me and then go and convert for me. But that cost me $118. That's a huge home run with the setup. Cool. I know we've got like 15, 14 minutes left. Any questions I can ask? But just know that the recap, the cadence, get what brought me to before I fell down my own rabbit hole again. You need to be able to set up your own tracking. Don't do this if you're going to say, well, figure it out later. Get the client to agree to it first. Otherwise you're going to spend that money. Like I did the 18 grand and not have anything to show for it. And be like, oh, man, we spent $18,000 and the client is pissed at 600 our CPA. I'm going to shut this off. Don't do it. Agree to a test. Use your better judgment. One week is not a test. Two weeks, not a test. Three weeks is a test. Four weeks is the minimum amount of test. And you need to have enough ad spend to get there. But Glenn experienced this just the other week. Uh, I think it was last, last week with another client that said, hey, I looked at the YouTube and I looked at Norpium and it didn't look like any conversions came from it. Can you tell me why we're still going to run this? And this is a very well-educated multiple business owner person. They're just using numbers. They're using data. If we said, hey, we're going to run this test, you're not going to see any conversions. Norpium's not attributing any conversions to us correctly. Here's why. I can't see the conversions though in Google. We need to give it up. That's been a lot of time. If you're going to cut bait and run halfway through, I can tell you we're going to spend 10 grand to start to warm up the traffic and then abandon them. Is that what you want to do? Or do you want to see it through? If you don't want, if you're going to abandon them halfway through, let's just not run it. So that's how this is sold. Cool. Any questions? This is not a glitch. I'm interrupting the video you're watching because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com, that's S-O-L-8.com to apply for your free, no obligation action plan. And if I've given you any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm algorithm so they actually know that I know what I'm talking about. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or confessions, hit me below in the comments. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. And everyone at once, please. <laughs>
there was a question it was going back a bit john it was in relation to think when you were setting up the youtube campaigns the ad sequences do we put shorts in there for the ad sequences no the shorts will not well i should say no you can just know that the ad sequences is not part of true for action and it will not be shown in the shorts it'll be shown as a in-stream skip or so generally as a rule if we're going to use shorts we use shorts for the target frequency method no sir the youtube shorts will only show up in shorts like the actual shorts area of youtube if yep. it's a maximized conversion or maximized conversion value so it will not show up with a target cpm maximum cpv it won't show up for anything else but an automated bidding strategy of focused for conversion right okay i know it gets a little crazy <laughs> here's a good rule of thumb for everyone if you like you see this here all right so let's just say e-commerce the only time you can get a shorts to come up is a new campaign for sales and video. And this one here is the only one that will allow a vertical video that's uploaded as a shorts to actually show in the shorts as an ad. So it has to be a sale and it has to be video, but it means I can't use custom sequences. I can only show in stream skippables. That's the only thing that I can show. And what sucks is it has to go on the display network and the search results. So that's why it doesn't always show up in the shorts. It will show up as an in-stream skippable in the search on the display network and in the shorts. So just know it's not a shorts only, it's just now included. Well, John, with that Google ads without YouTube though, wouldn't that take it out of the display network, which would then put it more on YouTube though? I believe so, it should. I have no idea if that excludes it from you. It shouldn't, theoretically it shouldn't. But here's what I know for 100% fact is that setting it up this way will show in shorts. How we finagle it afterwards to make sure it shows up more often, it will. But then you target only mobile users, which gets all your desktop website traffic out. So that helps. So there's ways that we can finagle it afterwards by excluding all of our website traffic. But then you still have your search results, and then you still have your industry skippables and your shorts. But yeah, that's just what I know that I heard yesterday from Google. You're 100% right, Caden. Will that stop it because it's not a YouTube destination to the algorithm? I would imagine it is, but I don't know if it is. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.